to screen on the spot. Hello. It's me and Justin today. Chris is being lame again. <laughs> lame and busy. Lame and busy. Too busy for That's us. That's okay. That's okay because um, we've got a great guest mm-hmm. and we're super excited about it. Yeah. Been on before. but He has been on before. Should be on more often, I think. Sarah came in a little late. I did. To the interview. That's okay. It it's was recorded. <laughs> we're going to play it for you, but uh, our friend of the podcast, Adam Roberts, is here um, from Screenland. To so. talk about Panic Fest. Yes. Which Next week. I'm very excited for. Absolutely. Now that I know more about it. <laughs> but you guys all enjoy this uh, nice little interview with him. All right. Adam Roberts of Screenland Armor here. I'm back. With us again. Yeah. So I have, before we before we start, the Oscar nominations were out this week. Mm-hmm. So I have to call you out on something really quick. Last time you were here, you made a very bold claim. Oh, I, I, I've been apologizing <laughs> for my claim. Uh, it was very hopeful. Uh, you, you thought J.J. Avers would get, would get a nomination. Uh-huh. I, well, I thought the movie was going to be good, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I retract my statement. I think it was a good... Uh, uh, hopeful, maybe? Is a- yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I'm very excited to see what he does next now, right? Sure, absolutely. Um you know, he's he's only done big, big, big movies since, yeah. I mean, last personal thing I guess he did was Super 8, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so. he's done, like, some TV and stuff, but, like, is, even that's kind of been bigger, and he's had smaller parts in terms of directing yeah. and writing. So I think the fallback of of doing Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Wars, sure. Star Wars, you know, these giant movies, uh, especially this last one, I'm sure he's, like, wants to, re- I would imagine all you want to do is retreat and do something much smaller. And much, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and and more you, right? Uh-huh. And, and with no, not so many people above you. And, uh, you know, that's the interesting thing. Uh, we were all like, oh, you know, Colin Trevorrow, like, ugh. I know. <laughs> and then, you, and then uh, I don't know if you saw, but, like, apparently some leaks came out of like, the actual that. script. I'm like, man, if that was the actual movie... That yeah. actually is a sequel to the the the, the two previous movies. I, absolutely, and uh, I, you know it's so detailed that it'd be weird for it not to be. I mean, it's not perfect because it was apparently the first draft. Uh-huh. But holy moly, is that, that? I mean, I feel like that was a good way to go with the franchise. And it's absolutely. interesting if if that if that was real, that how far away they went with it. Yeah. Um, hey, Sarah. Hi. Are we recording? Uh huh. Hi. <laughs> We uh, don't stop him. I just called him out on his on his Abrams claim. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's so. cool. I'm apologizing <laughs> for it uh, for profusely. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I ruined everybody's movie. Um, yeah, but uh, if that's r- real, you know, like how how far away they got from that first draft, and sure, you know, um, it's I don't know. I I feel like if I would have read that, I'm like, yeah, this is a true sequel to the previous two entries, and feels like complete. Mm-hmm. And there's just like some groundbreaking stuff in there, that, mm-hmm. and then it feels more like. Uh, a great evolution for the franchise, but yeah. you know, here we are. We don't, we don't have that. It, well, you know, there's a lot of rumblings that we're going to have, much like we do with Endgame, a re-release of this film. I, I'm sure we will, just because it's sure. not making as much. And if they really did a, a director's cut with an extra 20 or 30 minutes, and that's something we now see in theaters, which we didn't really, really ever. You know, we had a yeah. midsummer had it uh, like three months after the release. You got uh-huh. the director's cut, which is cool, and it did really well. And um, you know. I would love to see a director's cut to this because yeah. my biggest issue is it, it just has no room to breathe. Sure. Um, however, I will say, having seen the movie uh, the second time, I was like, ah, it's, it's still a fine movie. Yeah. It's just like it's like a, a good like point five. Uh-huh. It's not a good like final chapter. Yeah. I uh, think that when it came out, that's a lot of what we said was like it was fun, but we the 
kind of turning Last Jedi, like kind of having to f- quote unquote fix everything Last Jedi did was frustrating. And give it the but, finger pretty much yeah, the entire right, right. whenever you can. <laughs> and then say in, in every interview, no, we didn't do that. Yeah. Like, well, it you feels, didn't see it feels the movie like it, yeah. <laughs> because you did do that a number of times. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry I ruined that. But That's uh, okay. It was, uh, I, we, I understood because thinking back to like Peter Jackson winning for Lord of the Rings or something, had Rise of Skywalker been better mm-hmm. who knows you know it's funny uh you know this weekend we're actually showing the extended cuts of all the lord of the rings is that this weekend yeah oh. it's a, a saturday and uh it's funny to, to uh w- you know we, oscars came out this year and we were talking um another employee and i and we were like the one year the oscars were not divisive return of the king they yeah won, you know it was like every award they were nominated Everything. for they won yeah i know <laughs> it was like 11 for 11 or whatever it was it was like all right wish we were much more simple time yeah, back no then although they had to kick themselves because we all know two towers is the best movie yeah right? that's true i mean that's true every time I, i've sat down for a rewatch which has been a surprising number of times that's the result we always think of even though return of the king has a lot of really great moments but two towers is pretty great yeah and that's kind of rare and it's actually a great i mean obviously the book's good but uh it's a great like trilogy and triple feature that doesn't, sure. you know, but Two Towers is just so good. I mean, it's the middle movie. It's got to be the best, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Are those the director's cuts that you're showing? Yeah. yeah. Oof. I'll take my mic though. Oh. <laughs> um, That's okay. There we go. Hi. Hello. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't even, didn't even know someone was there. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I, what did you guys think of the Oscar nominations? Um, I felt they were boring. Um, no. you know, I'm, I, I'm happy with some stuff. I'm disappointed that there were certain things were left out. My like, major gripes of it were, um, Lapita and, uh, I, I don't even know that Greta Gerwig should be in the director's conversation. Okay. You're saying the right thing. Cause those two are the two big ones. Also Florence getting it for little women, not midsummer. Is insane. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. That is insane. Oh, I, she was my biggest complaint about little women. Like correct. You got the right person in there, but yeah. the wrong yeah. movie. <laughs> Um, I, I am sad for Eddie Murphy, although I, I don't know who I would have taken out, um, to to put him in. Same Um, with Sandler. I would love to have seen Sandler in there, but I, I honestly, I just feel like they should make it eligible for eight or to to eight to 10 people. Like they do best picture. Like they, you know, when they came up, I don't know when they came up with five, but I'm guessing it was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amount that. of movies that were made back then, the sure volume of movies, you sure. should at least adjust for inflation. You did it with best picture. So I think at least match it. You know, I, don't, I of course they're like, oh, how are we going to make the, that's going to make everything last another hour or whatever. They're going to say, well, we'll start an hour earlier or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but th- I think that's the biggest issue. Is there's I like, mean, how long does it take to read a couple more names? Right, it it yeah. doesn't take that much longer to just read later, a few. Co- yeah. And it doesn't even have to be all of the categories. I mean, you could just do it for best actor and best actress and then best picture. I mean, I even think best director you could have from, okay, maybe not t- 10. seems like a lot. I feel like eight. Eight's probably fine. Yeah. Well, Eight's they, a they good number. They barely even fill up the uh, best film every You know, they have yeah, 10 right. options. Or just say up to 10 and if you really feel like the people that deserve it, then yeah, there could be 10 directors in that. But yeah. I think it's unfair to limit it to five when there's so many good possibilities that could have been nominated. You know, that's the I keep seeing the thing like, you know, Little Women was nominated for all these other categories, but not director. That doesn't make sense. And it's like, well, because they can put nine movies in Best Picture, you can't put like you're you're obviously only five Mm -hmm. directors are going to be in there. So where's like the where's the nomination for? Well, I did like their thought on doing the like Best it was dumb name, like the best popular film oh, right. that they just were like, we're joking. That was a yeah. joke. Uh, I do think that's a good 
idea in, in theory because you can't really say like a movie like the Avengers doesn't deserve to be like noticed because them. I don't know if any of these directors could make the Avengers. Right? Yeah. Like sure. it's just a totally different talent and, and, and even something like Star Wars, like that might not have been in, in there, but maybe you put, you know, like a, an overlapping film, like frozen Two, mm. like something like that. That's just like tremendously different skills. And like, I mean, managing a crew of 500 people, right. And, and right. that type of process. And I think it does, does deserve to be recognized in a different category because there, you know, like, like Spider-Man, like, come on, man, that movie's incredible. Yeah. Like, there's like some movies that just, that don't get the nominations because of that. And, and, you know, always in, in years past, it's been like horror films, like sure. hereditary got just absolute hose. And I think that summer did too. Um, so I think there's something there and, and best ensemble needs to be in there. It's just crazy that it's not. Yeah. Like I, I do like how is it? I think the critics choice does it. They, where they have different categories for different Mm -hmm. things, which is kind of, or do like an audience vote, like, uh, like the MTV award or (laughs) we all go online and get a vote. I I, I mean, everyone does it like all sports do it. You can vote for, you know, plus it's a good way to get people more involved. And if ratings are an issue for the Oscars mm-hmm. every year. I think that would be interesting, like an audience choice award. Yeah. And then it could be anything. It could be Avengers. It could be – maybe that's the better way to do it is just to acknowledge all movies yeah. and, and let the audience pick. But ensemble needs to happen. With movies like Parasite and Knives Out, mm-hmm. like who do you like, – sure. you can't just say Daniel Craig's the best in that movie. Like that whole movie oh, is yeah, helped great. by Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. And it totally got ignored. Mm-hmm. Which was sad. I, I don't. I'm not. I. I wouldn't say like okay. The whole snub for people because like I was telling Justin mm-hmm. earlier this week, a snub is saying okay, none of the people or somebody in this category doesn't deserve to be in it. Uh, and do you think the Joker deserved all that attention? Uh, eleven uh, nominations. No, I don't think eleven nominations. <laughs> like but we all agree, I don't, Joaquin. But uh, oh what yeah, else? totally Joaquin. I don't yeah. know if I agree. I mean, I don't think. I stuff? think Todd Phillips would be the one that I would take out of the directing category for sure. I mean, there's a lot of awards um, that I got that I'm like, what, really? Like sound. I mean, I thought like, score oh. was great. I, I, I don't. Did it get a cinematography? Yeah. yeah. I, I love the cinematography of it. Um, and I think those three are valid. I definitely think Joaquin deserves to be recognized. What he did was in my opinion, just like completely outstanding and how he just totally became that person to me to where it was but like, he's, would you say he Adam Sandler acting. also did that though? Um, there were a couple scenes where I felt in uncut gens. I was like, Oh, he's that's this Adam Sandler character. But I, and he was but like, yes, all, I was we, like, Oh, he's being the water boy right yeah. there. So it kind of took me out of it a little bit, but no, he was great. I totally, I, I think for best actor, that was such a hard category, but yeah, I think Eddie Murphy did a great job and could have been in there. I think Adam Sandler did a great job and could have been was there. Was Christian Bale nominated for I think the De Niro could have been in there. No. See, I think like that is a typical Joaquin performance for me. Like mm-hmm. I just expect him to do that. That's just what he does, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, He's always done that. Like Christian Bale's always done that too. They just, they just disappear. Their millions are so transformative. Um, so it's like, yes, of course. Like we when it was announced, it was like, I don't. Even, this movie could be trash, and it, it, he's going to be incredible in it, yeah, right? Right. And the, and the movie is just like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever really watch it yeah. again. It's just fine. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and I think like the celebra- I think it probably this year there there was a lot of really good movies. I think that's mm-hmm. what we can all agree on. Like it was probably very hard to vote. And I, I wish they w- – it would be interesting to see, like, statistics on how many votes it actually got oh, sure. versus everything else. Like, was it just a minor margin on a lot of things? And it was just like, well, it got 27% of our votes mm. and Knives Out got 26, so it just barely missed. Or, or it would be interesting to see those things and probably mm-hmm. help the public opinion on how they vote just to see, like, the, the pie chart of, yeah, of, of the votes received from the – 
you know, million of people yeah. who ever vote. I mean, I never thought like we'd be seeing, saying, yeah, Joker has the most <laughs> nominations of oh, all these. Right. Like, that's crazy to me. But I think it deserves some of them at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even know that. I don't feel like it's gotten crazy amounts of attention, at least not in the press in the last several months. Like, I don't feel like that's the movie people are talking about. People are talking about it because they're pissed off that it's getting right. Oscar what, what, What's your pick but, for best picture? Um. Oh, like what do I think? Yeah, should you think win? it's going to win. Should win or oh, want to win? Both. Okay. Well, I think. I would love to see Parasite. I would win, love to see but, Parasite. And I would argue too. that it should, but I don't think that it will. Yeah. I think, I kind of think they're just going to give it to 1917, but also because the voting really? is so. That's I, the only, oh, wow. I, was yeah. gonna I say, don't think so. I, don't, I, keep, don't think so? I keep thinking somehow Irishman is going to win one of oh, these no, things. I think, I think Once Upon a Time I think is what wins. That's what I was going to say. I think it could be. Parasite should win. 1970, I don't think so. The only reason I think that it might is because of their, their fun, they have such a funky voting system that, like, I could see. 1917 being like everybody's number two or three mm-hmm. choice, and then, but but the number ones are all divisive, and so the votes flip or whatever because their voting system is ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, did, did Dunkirk win? I, no, did. no, no. And did that was the Shape of Water one? Did Birdman win? Yes, best picture? I think so. I can't remember if it won best picture. I think it did. I think it did. It just always you feels see what like, I'm doing with those two movies together, sure, right? Okay. Sure, absolutely. And I, I think uh, I don't remember. I think Dunk uh, in 1917's a technical achievement. I don't Absolutely. think it, it's like Dunkirk. It's for my me. favorite it, war movie for sure. I liked it better than Dunkirk, but yeah, I don't but better think than it's Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I didn't. Last. So I'm, <laughs> I'm. War movies are hard. We talked about this on the last last week. Yeah. Last week. Um, I often don't love the war genre just because I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like the intensity of it, and I don't feel like 1917 did that for me. It didn't make me like feel like my stomach was in knots for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like definitely liked it better than Saving Private Ryan. I think uh, for me, like a, a movie that's just pure like technical like glory, which it sure. is. Yeah. Like, like there's not a lot of story there for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, and it's like, and that's probably why it's so easy to enjoy, right? Yeah. It's like like Dunkirk. I I didn't really like because there was no real story. It was mm. just like action just scenes. Just following. And, then, and had your stomach in knots for two, three hours. Yeah, so it's and not an enjoyable movie to watch. I'd, I'd be shocked if that wins. It's not a shock that it won uh, uh, the Golden Globes Globes because Mm -hmm. it was the only British film in in the category. I'm like, well, this is the only foreign film in their eyes, but you know that's what's going to. And Parasite won the other movie, so that's what's going to win. Like Sam Mendes is going to win, and like I mean that was obvious for me. Like just like probably Tarantino is going to win. I I would I would say or Scorsese. I don't know. It's tough. Director is a little more interesting here because again, if I could see that pie pie chart, it might be like oh. Crap! Did, did Todd Phillips just win? Is that yeah, like, right, like are they yeah. going to say that? Are going to be like, well, we sorry, like you <laughs> know? Isn't it's just it funny like, that everybody kind of wants Parasite to win, but nobody thinks it will? Which is right. funny because it's like if I was voting, I would think that that's how I would the say voters it's the best are directed too. Movie. Yeah, it's great. I thought the script was great. I love the twist. I, I just I think it it's was a great so movie. well done. I mean, even if you didn't surprising. think it was the best movie of the year, it's I think without a doubt the most well directed film of the yeah. year. Like it's just yeah. so tight and like. Every character, every like motivation, it's his, it's him and his like peak. Sure. Um, but then, you know, it's Hollywood. Loves I just, Hollywood. I liked it. That's true. That's, I would love to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win. I kind of feel like. It seems like the I, year where uh, the director and the picture will not line up. I think so too. Uh, yeah, and I then, can agree with that. You know, I, Marriage Story is also one that's in another year. It'd be like the front runner I know, I think, for I, me because it's incredible. Same. same. Um, if you haven't seen that movie. You should watch it. Yeah, I, I love Marriage Story. I would have. I was horrified to watch it because I, I, was, I was like, "No, Bob X is gonna make me. He's gonna turn my stomach into knots. I <laughs> yeah. throw up out of nervousness." And, uh, and there's moments so of that, but it's just like, 
the ups and downs of real life. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. really, man, it's probably his most like human. It's not film. as depressing as everyone thinks yeah. it's going to be going in. I'm like, they're actually, you know, trying to work on. on there, there's hope. It's hopeful. Yeah. There's hope. It's hopeful yeah. at the end. Yeah. And give that beautiful, ugly man, Adam Driver. Yeah. Academy <laughs> That's who I wanted to win. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. I wanted Adam Driver to, to win over Joaquin, but, but I like He's Joaquin so, Phoenix too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the hardest choice I think between them two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. What to do but I still would really have liked to see Eddie Murphy in that conversation. Sure. Oh man. That movie is so good too. It's, it's really good. It's a great 2019 movie. was a fantastic it's a great movie um, it really was i know and it sucks because i mean i don't think last year if i was really pissed about anything getting uh, snubbed or i wasn't oh, like oh this we were just mad at green book we were just mad at green book yeah nothing was which like, is why i feel like irishman is gonna i feel like they're gonna green book too and it's gonna get oh, me the irishman no i feel like the green book movie this year would probably be the joker it I probably think, I think it would yeah so for me, it's Irishman because I like the Irishman much less than most That's people. But. I know you did. <laughs> I think, uh, but but it, but it, these are all positive things, though. Yeah, last year was you know we always host an Oscar party, and last uh-huh. year it was just like nobody cared. Like yeah. everyone was like, "What are you doing?" When, yeah. when Green Book won, but like nobody had like you know there was no there was no strong runners. feelings for anybody. I know this year is great. Different. Like this is probably the most competitive year yeah. of like movies. I'm like I don't really care what wins. Yeah, but because even Joker, even Joker's not really that bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of like movies that have been nominated before, it's better than a lot of. I don't get the outrage movies. over it. I don't get the outrage of like people I think it's just, just the quantity. Off. Right. I, I get the Todd Phillips thing just because like I think there were better directors that should have been in it. But yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I agree. It's a quantity, but some of those are technical awards that. Yeah, I think there's. You know, I, th- I think Todd Phillips probably is the most interchangeable out of there. I think there is probably a lot yeah. of people that could fit in there. Yeah, well, even um, Bombach for Marriage Story, and like not even. I mean, I would have loved to see Greta Gerwig in there, but mm-hmm. I mean, even Noah Bombach would be would have been nice and. Safety Brothers, maybe I liked them kind of gems a lot, you know. I mean, Ari Aster, Ari Aster. I, I, I mean, I, that was my favorite movie of the year. I think sure. it was Mid-summer. just so good. Yeah, it was just I like so Jojo well Rabbit, directed. which we haven't talked about. Jojo Rabbit was probably my favorite of the year besides. But you haven't seen it yet. Oh my no, God, I'm, but so I'm good. playing it this weekend. I'm like, oh, oh this is my chance. Yeah, yeah, we got nominations. <laughs> I, you, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. I love, I love I, all those films. I just, it's the mo- like, it's so funny and um, heartfelt, but also just like heart wrenching at the same sure. time i mean it just has all the emotions in it and i think the acting's phenomenal and yeah i'm a big fan of that movie, and we all love so. Micah, so it's like oh, yeah he's, he's the best <laughs> i think you're gonna like it a lot i'm very excited to watch it yeah so yeah between jojo and parasite like those were probably my two favorite of the year and knives out was my favorite and it wasn't in uh, the in i love this conversation out. i love, I like, love you know. marriage again another year yeah. last year knives out probably Probably has a I good mean, chance yeah, yeah. of winning a lot of awards. <laughs> Absolutely, it's so. rare for me to use the L word like when I'm talking about movies. Like I love all of those. Yeah, movies. it's a great. It's just all a good year. Really good. I'm not you, really gonna be. Did you like Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Okay. But I, I mean, I think that I talk about like the driving scenes, which is like typical <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. I appreciate them because I think they're like really cool and well shot. But like Immersive. it just made the movie drag for me. I was like, okay, we're driving again, and we're driving again. <laughs> um, I, I'm very excited. I hope he. Does and I didn't with, like what he did with Margot Robbie. Well, that's why I'm excited. I hope yeah. he does the extended cut of this because I, I know there's a lot of – I mean, yeah. there's like an hour that got cut out, and I'm sure a lot of it's probably her stuff. And I, I think actually the, the second viewing made it made her scenes in particular a lot stronger for me because I knew what the trajectory of the film was. Mm-hmm. And just like really like sitting – literally sitting in the scenes with her because that's a lot of what she's doing, and she's really just relishing in her own like rising star. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work for me at all the first time, and I was yeah. kind of like, why did they even cast her? And the second time I was like, oh, my gosh, she's actually really <laughs> yeah. good in this. Just like the like, – She has some silent like really good moments. But yeah. 
See, I was the opposite. I felt the dread every time she was on screen because I just felt like they were building up to the ending. And even mm-hmm. though I knew because it's Tarantino that it, things could possibly change, I just felt dread every time she was on screen. So I still enjoyed it in that way. But uh, Have you watched it twice? Yeah. But okay. I still liked it the second time. And the second time, it's more like I was able to appreciate that we're just seeing, getting to see her mm-hmm. as a human, as, as a person. And like, I think that she represents like the good in the story. Yeah, I mean, I'm on that too. I think the second viewing, 100%, I, lo- I liked it a lot more mm-hmm. the second time I saw it too. A lot of people... But I liked it the first time I yeah. saw it. I think I liked it, but uh, my feelings issues. were, it's a minor Tarantino film. Yeah. Second watch, I was like, I was way wrong. This movie yeah. is incredible. I know. It's I, great. I, yeah. The more yeah. I what the second time I watched, because when we first watched it, I was like, yeah, it's like mid range Tarantino for me. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, it might be my so second. So did you? Tarantino? Did we also? Did you see it the second time in the theater, or did you watch it at home? Both in the theater. Okay. So my first was in the theater, and then the second one was Same. at home. At home. And I actually didn't watch it all the way through the second time. I had to pause it and then watch it the next night. So it didn't drag as much for me. But when I was in the theater, I was getting restless and I was like, oh, nah, my gosh, I was, I was kind of dragging what, a little bit. What's your first turn so. to know? Probably Inglorious Bastards. And then they used to be Inglorious Bastards and Django. And, mm-hmm. but I need to revisit Django because I remember not loving it. But I, I'm the guy who loves Hateful Eight. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, I, I, really I do really like. I do yeah, love Hateful Eight. Yeah. And I'm watching the Netflix Extended. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you guys watched that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Yeah. And uh, like everything to add it, I'm like, I don't know how. I see why it didn't make it in there, uh-huh. but there's like so much more like bits of comedy and characters. Walton Groggins, like that's oh, I love man. that's my favorite yeah. character. He is in like movies. <laughs> <laughs> in movies, I love him in that movie. I so I, I also love it. it. Even if it, it does ring low for me, I mean, Tarantino is just one of those guys that like his worst movie is better than most people's best movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I love Death Proof, even. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one just I like, haven't seen. Sure, it's like Christopher Nolan or something. But like. it's, Death Proof's not good if you watch it in the double feature, but it's good if it's the standalone Absolutely. Because the double feature, like, cuts out half the it story. It cuts out a lot of stuff. And it's just, like, a tiny revenge movie. Plus, when we watch, when I saw it in theaters with the first one, I was also just, like, exhausted by the the length of both of them together. So I was just, like, not into it in general. So on a rewatch, oh, yeah, watching it, it by it itself, it was second. Wasn't it was it? second, yeah. And they had the trailers and stuff in the middle, so like, I, I was like, it was like wearing on me. So I didn't enjoy it when I saw it in theaters, but on a rewatch, loved it. Yeah. What? What? So, I'm. I came in late. You did. We, do we, what have we talked about so this far? This is it. Oh, you okay. came in yeah. thirty nine seconds. <laughs> yeah. After we you, we, we, I called him out on his Abrams thing, and then. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't it. even so, gotten to some. No, of the we haven't other gotten to yet. like a. I really am excited to talk to you about Panic Fest, which mm-hmm. is happening the 25th through 31st. Is that right? At Close. Uh, kickoff, uh, preview night's the 23rd. Uh, 23rd. Opening, that's our opening uh, opening night, and then it runs through the 30th. Gotcha. Tell, us, tell us what it is. <clears throat> the festival? Yeah. Um, so it is our eighth year. It's the largest fest in the region, so that's like five or six states now. Um, so it's all horror, sci-fi, and thrillers. This year I w- is, you know, every year is different because it's whatever films are being submitted and out there and whatever. Uh, this year is very heavy on the thriller and comedy dash horror, comedy sci-fi. Mm. I mean, I think there's like 25 or 30% of all films are like comedy first mm-hmm. and really good comedies. Um, but we were like, you know, our big claim to fame was we were the first U.S. place to play What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, um, I did not that know that. Like and I love What We Do in the Shadows. Year two or something. Um, but uh, this year's our biggest year. So it's going to be in all four of our screens. We have 75 plus um, new films, uh, shorts, and even TV, as well as live events and podcasts. So this is actually a festival where people submit their new works that haven't been shown. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you also show... You know, movies that have been in theaters so, for a while. 
or no? Or nothing, is that all just new? Yeah, all new stuff. Okay. Nothing that's uh, like if, if uh, the, there's only one film that we're showing that has technically been released, but it didn't have a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like uh, on day one, an earlier sl- time slot. Uh, everything else is not out or has Great. a release okay. date or a distributor. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there, yeah, there's a million films I can talk to you about. I think there's like 44 features in there and like wow. 35 shorts. And then we have six live events and then um, our first ever TV series. We're going to have uh, HBOs bring in four episodes of The Outsider. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And I've then, been hearing great things about cool. this show. That's yeah. cool. So There's uh, obviously... We almost started that the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, watch out, it, watch it? it in the theater. Yeah, watch it. Uh, yeah, the first Fest. episode or two are out. Um, Who's in that? Jason Bateman and uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Cynthia Maybe Rita. that's who I saw. Yeah. Stephen okay. King's. So it's interesting because I, I, it's like a typical Stephen King where I'm, sh- I they have the chance to make the ending really good. Sure, <laughs> that's uh, good. We're like the endings. Uh, you know, like most King endings are like, all right, nah, I yeah, guess that was okay. fine. Yeah, I guess it sort of ended. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. I, I'm sure they'll fix it because it was like all you had to do is like slightly go this way and you know slightly nudge that way and it would be a lot better. But it's only. It's a single season, uh, ten episode uh-huh. miniseries, but we just confirmed that. So this is like we haven't even announced it. It's I was going to say a, I because I even double checked the 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 list today, the schedule yeah. today, and it wasn't. On. It's uh, awesome. I, I mean as fresh as like forty five minutes ago. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, oh, so no. breaking, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the podcast. Uh, awesome. Yeah, but uh, so this is you know um, without a doubt our biggest year. You know we have like one hundred and thirty filmmakers and press from around the world um, coming in for the fest, and then we have. A lot of, uh, you know, live events with, you know, film-related podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my favorite film podcast is called The Movie Crypt. It's uh, Adam yeah. Green, Joe Lynch. And Remember you talked about that before. It's just so good just because the, uh-huh. they, they bring on different guests and it's not like them just hawking their new movie. It's like them just – it'll be whoever. I mean, it could be like a special effects guru from the 80s that worked on all these crazy movies you've, mm-hmm. you've probably seen a thousand times. And then they, they you know – go through their whole career trajectory and like where they are now and like kind of the nit and gritty of the, of being in the industry. And, and, you know, they get real candid too. And it's, it's just very interesting from, you know, two working filmmakers. You don't really hear that too much. Sure. And, uh, and they're coming in and doing the 10th anniversary of Adam's movie, Frozen, that's a, not that's, Disney's Frozen, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Frozen, oh, yes. which is a, that's really a, cool. a really good film. I've, it, I've it seen that. You've seen that. Uh-huh. That's one of Chris's favorite. It is one of Chris's favorite movies. Yeah, I know. And he's, he's not even sense. in here to talk to you. And about I'm, it. I'm actually a big Joe Lynch fan. I really like uh, Mayhem's really great. Oh, Nights, yeah. of, Nights of Bad Astem is fun. Um, so how did you get them involved then? Because they used, like you said, they're going to be here. So mm-hmm. how how did they get involved? So they actually came to the fest two or three years ago, two years ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, with Adam's new movie Victor Crowley, which was Hatchet Four, mm-hmm. and then Joe had Mayhem, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we played both their films, and they host them, and uh, and that's kind of how we we met them. I think we 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 actually had Adam here like a few months before that with the tour version of that film, mm-hmm. and uh, and we and we sold it out, and we brought him back and uh, for the fest, and then they did, we asked them to do their podcast, and and then they were just super cool, and they loved the fest, and uh, I love Frozen, and it mm-hmm. never played yeah. here theatrically. It was only in like. 15 theaters or something for like two or three days yeah and like it was like an amc independent thing in like 2000 or 2010 Mm -hmm. and they opened and dropped it like right away for whatever reason and it's uh it's probably his most it's my favorite of his films and it's probably his most accessible for audiences because it's just like it's not 
it's just like a a, a very interesting like horror thriller. Mm-hmm. But but it's not really either of those. It's just yeah. like this is like a horrific thing that could happen in real yeah. life. To Absolutely, you. I love explaining it to people because they're like, that doesn't sound scary at all. I'm like, oh, just wait, just wait. It's just so intense, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's not a slasher. It's it's very realistic. It's just three people stuck on a ski lift mm-hmm. is the premise. It's also so different from his Hatchet films because I think I'd seen like two of the Hatchet movies before I saw Frozen and mm-hmm. was just kind of like, uh, you know kind of blown away by how different it is from those. Even. Oh, yeah, because those are like Friday the 13th. Yes, yeah, very Friday slasher, the 13th yeah. sequel, you know, the intentionally like over the top and funny mm-hmm. and, and gory and stuff. And this is like very restrained. It could, I think it was supposed to be PG-13 and they got an R rating for, I don't know. I know there's like a weird thing that, because it's not really gruesome. There's like no. one sequence, yeah. but you, it's mostly off screen. You hear most of mm-hmm. it. But uh, if you haven't seen the film, it's it's very, very good and very white knuckling. And, uh, you know, it played Sundance and stuff, and it was supposed to have this big release, and then it just. Yeah. Uh, but it's the 10th anniversary of that. And then, uh, you know, we're kicking everything off with the new Nick Cage film, uh, Colorado <laughs> Space, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, very exciting. Very, uh, you know, neon-drenched H.P. Lovecraft film by Richard Stanley and uh, the producers of Mandy. And that's probably all you need that's to know <laughs> to be excited about this it, movie. It looks wild. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird, you know, it's it's like what Nick, if, it's like if you liked Mandy, you're going to like this movie. Because it's just like, it's a weird, you know, small H.P. Lovecraft story that's modernized and totally mm-hmm. different than the story. But just so weird and strange and and uh, and a perfect way to kick the fest off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much so much stuff this year that uh, yeah, like I don't know what what do you want to talk about? I, I, I I'll well, sell you sell you on the whole fest. Like, sure. <laughs> uh, extraordinary! I was excited oh, about because I I think they just released the trailer recently and I saw it mm-hmm. uh, and that looks like a lot of fun. It's Will Forte. I um, love that movie. Uh, who you doesn't? Did, oh, that awesome. movie that's is great. incredible. That's great to hear because it looks really good. So that's kind of like if you see or heard about extraordinary, that is like kind of what the fest is this year. Like at least like twenty five percent is just that kind of brand of. Very comedy first with mm-hmm. a, a light with the horror premise, basically. Sure. And that movie is unbelievable. And I, I can't wait to watch it with an audience because it's just it's 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 perfect. It looks like a like when, anytime a movie trailer can have me laughing, like literally laughing out loud is a, is a good sign. Um, and then I also thought that VFW looks like mm-hmm. a blast. That's Stephen Lang. There's a lot of people in there. Stephen Lang, I know, is in there. and bunch of um, old old big boys yeah. in a VFW hall, you know, yeah. fighting their way to, uh, for survival. I mean, it's like... It's like Green Room, kind yeah. of. Yeah, but with no. old men. <laughs> green Room meets the Expendables, yeah, right? But yeah, the Expendables right. are not still working out. Yeah. They're like a little bit more haggard They're and drinking. And <laughs> it has this nice, like, B-movie feel to it. That's exciting. And, yeah. And, um, uh, and then I thought After Midnight looked really interesting. That's another one that yeah. Looks good. Did you see the Battery Jeremy's first his first film? No, it was, uh, it's no. on Amazon. I think they own it. It's a uh, just a tiny little personal like movie during the zombie apocalypse with two friends hunkered in, in a car. Oh wow! And it's uh, all <laughs> takes place in one location mm-hmm. uh, during the zombie apocalypse, and it was just uh, wow. I can't wait to see this guy's next movie, and this is his next movie, and uh, I loved it. I I think After Midnight's like. Uh, it's for me like the exact <laughs> kind of movie I want to make, uh-huh. um, which which is like, is this a horror movie this entire time? Yeah, They're like I don't really understand. It's like <laughs> mostly mostly like not a horror film, uh-huh. and it's like more of a relationship drama. And uh, and then it's like, oh wait, maybe it is a horror movie. Sure. Um, yeah, that one's one of my favorites of the fest. Yeah, and then the the other one that stood out, which I didn't write it down, but it was the it because I saw the trailer for it a couple of weeks ago, but it's with Daniel Stern. It's like oh, the sci-fi. James versus his future yes, self. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Where Daniel Stern plays an older version of this guy coming to, yeah, it looks, 
that one looks like a blast. Plus Daniel Stern. I mean, where I was going to say, you know? there's a lot of star power that you've mentioned yeah. so far. Like, I mean, Will he just Forte looks like and Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. And, yeah, so, you're like, well, how old was he during great. Home Alone? Because right? he looks like 10 years older yeah. now. Um, yeah. And then we have, uh, so every year we do some classic, whether it's a, um, you know, a brand new remaster or something mm-hmm. or, you know, a cut that no one's seen in theaters. And we've shown all sorts of stuff from like, you know, weird things like Cannibal Holocaust to, yeah. uh, you know, last year oh, we did uh, oh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Uh, oh, yeah. We were the first place in the U.S. to actually show that. And that was a, that was a wild screening. Um, I'm sure. Uh, anyways, this year we're doing Evil Dead, but it's been uh, – so it's had a 4K remaster last year we showed. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film's always had a mono soundtrack. This is the first time it's ever going to be in 5.1. So it will be mixing a nice 5.1 surround, which it's it's funny because I didn't notice it until last time I watched it on the big screen. I was like, oh, this is still a mono soundtrack, and it sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but they mixed it into 5.1, and then the original composer came in. They gave him some money, and he did a brand-new score for That's it, cool. like loosely based on his original ideas. I guess he had his original notebook. But they spent some money on it, and uh, and we'll be playing that. We'll be the second place, I think, to uh-huh. play it. Um, so I, I haven't even seen it. I'm excited to see how, cool. how that yeah. looks and sounds. It's always interesting because – Sam Raimi didn't come back for it. He came back for the 4K and, and, and supervised that, and he didn't do – I don't know who did the 5.1 mix. I'm guessing it was probably one of the original guys, but it's it's not a Sam Raimi, like, change thing. Uh-huh. So it's, it's that's kind of an interesting move. Oh, yeah. Um, to, but it'll be interesting to see, like, a movie played with a new score, uh, mm-hmm. a movie so iconic as as Evil Dead. Absolutely. Um, and that's Friday night. And then we have Hardware is our other one, which is the guy, Richard Stanley, who did Out, out of Color, or Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardware is an insane movie from 1990. And it's uh, – we always look at, like, a 30 or 40-year, uh, like, anniversary film. Mm-hmm. We're looking at 1990, and 1990's got so many weird movies. Like, there's no, like, real through line. Like, I wouldn't say slashers were popular in monster sure. films. And Hardware's, like, barely a horror movie. It's uh-huh. mostly a sci-fi film. Um, but it's just so bonkers and so weird. And just, uh, uh, it's got Dylan McDermott in it. And, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, very young, like, sure. in his prime. And uh, and it's got a killer robot in it. And uh, That sounds wonderful. <laughs> uh, and the effects are great. And it's really? Like, it's like, I think that's pretty much the best way to, to explain 1990 horror films. Yeah. And, uh, and Joe's 90- doing, uh, we're doing a whole conversation about oh, that's 1990 cool. horror after that screening. That's really cool. I was going to say, like, the early 90s in horror is, a, is kind of a funky time period in general until Scream comes out and kind of changes, like, mm-hmm. you know, the landscape. Um, you're also doing a live script read. Mm-hmm. Or Halloween 3D, which is the unreleased or un- never produced, right? Mm-hmm. Ha- sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween, is that right? Yeah. So last year, I uh, on a whim, I put together a screening, uh, a reading of Jason Takes Manhattan because it was the 30th anniversary last yeah. year. But I didn't want to show it because that movie is not very good. <laughs> but I'm like, surely, I'm like, it'd be very fun to do like a live reading of it because I'm sure the script is insane, mm-hmm. and it was insane, and it was a uh, you know total fun. We just kind of threw together a, a live reading of that, and I didn't. You know, I was looking at anniversary films. There was nothing like that was that good, as yeah. good as that. So I'm like, well, maybe we're not going to go full jokey this year. We'll go do something no one's ever seen before. And uh, the Halloween 3D script is um, uh, from the guys who did My Bloody Valentine 3D mm-hmm. and Drive Angry. And it was a direct sequel to Rob Zombie's 1 and 2, but Rob Zombie wasn't involved at all. So mm-hmm. those are all very interesting things. <laughs> I'm like, these guys have made just like – kind of crazy yeah. 3D movies. Uh, you know, I love My Bloody Valentine 3D. Mm. It's it's a total blast. And uh, I was like, how's this going to work with Halloween? And they were trying to fast track it because they were going to lose the rights in like a year or two, the wine scenes were. And 
And they wrote the script pretty quickly, and it's like half a sequel and half like a bringing it back to John Carpenter's Halloween style. Interesting. Where, which is vastly different from what Rob Zombie Absolutely. was doing and uh, using all the same pieces. And, mm-hmm. and it's just – it's very interesting. It's very – actually, it would have been a really good movie, I think, and mm-hmm. some of the 3D bits in it are really fun. Um, but, it, you know, it was in like the peak of 3D, so this would have been like 2012 or 13, I think is when the script mm-hmm. stated. Um so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be totally fun. I'll, I'll be. Narr- Who's like who reads it? Do you I'll just get actors? Or? So I feel like what I did with the last one, what I'm doing this one is I'm kind of like compartmentalizing like the script a little bit because reading some scripts is just very boring. Yeah. And there's like a lot of stuff that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'll be taking it down a little bit, and then uh, and then we'll have like. Five or six actors in this one, and by actors I mean just people that I'm putting on stage to read this. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be some of the same cast from last year, and uh-huh. uh, and it's like middle of the week. It's towards the end of the fest, and it's yeah. Another thing that if, if you're ever like curious, like what could have been with Absolutely. the Halloween franchise, you yeah, know? it and, stood out to me. I was definitely curious. Um, yeah, that'll be a, a ton of fun. And then we have um, the Lodge is our closing night movie. We've oh. never had a closing night movie, and uh, and that's on Thursday the. Th- the lo- I mean, I didn't. I don't even remember. I didn't even realize that one was there. I must have missed it when I was scrolling through. The lodge looks. looks it's at the very crazy. bottom. That, okay, that's maybe, all, that's, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Is I just didn't make it far enough because that looks pretty, pretty interesting. I I, I love that movie and okay. I love Goodnight Mommy and it's the yeah. same filmmakers and it's just like their evolution of like gut wrenching horror. You know, yeah. it's just like why are you doing this? But yeah. it's so like they're such like great filmmakers. Um, so it was, it was nice to finally, you know, we've tried every year to get something for closing night, mm-hmm. and uh, and we wanted that specifically just because it's such a it's a bigger title, and mm-hmm. you know, it comes out a couple weeks later. Um, so how how do you choose what's what's being shown? Like, yeah. I, I, obviously, people submit, but like, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Is there any kind of criteria? And is it just you? I mean, I assume there's more of you that kind mm-hmm. of judge this, but um, so the judging is more people. Um, the actual like the initial judging uh, is just myself and Tim Canton, the other co-founder. Uh, well, that's not true. We have like. I said that, but that's like 80% us. And then we have a couple other people to help us get through submissions because there's so many submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim kind of handles all the shorts. How many um, submissions do you typically get? Um, I think this year we had about 250. Oh, wow. I think somewhere in that range. And how many ended up on the docket? Um, so with short, short films, I think like you had like a, you had a pretty good chance of getting your short in. I think it was like 28% of people's films got in from shorts that were submitted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have about 30% chance of getting in. And then features, you know, features are a little rough because sometimes they don't meet the exact criteria and we can't stop them from submitting. So there's always like probably like five to ten films that just fall off for whatever reason. They're they're either not like a horror, sci-fi, or thriller Mm -hmm. or uh, for a quality reason or a time reason or they're they're already available like somewhere else or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So there's all sorts of like those type of criteria. I think we had like, I want to say... 30 features, maybe more than that. That were submitted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or that qualified. I think 30 qualified. And then I think we took 10 to 15 of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- this year was like our highest for features. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's always the hardest one because we get so many things that just aren't actually for the fest or fall off for whatever reasons. And this year we have a ton of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the shorts this year were like so, you know, typically we've done like one or two short showcases. Um, this year we have four. Um, so opening night before Colorado Space will be an hour of shorts that are also in contention for the mm-hmm. shorts award. Um, and then we'll have three other shorts showcases all about 90 minutes apiece. So there's mm-hmm. like, I think there's like 36 shorts, mm-hmm. 35 shorts. 
Something like that. Um, but yeah, it's our it's our biggest year. You know, usually we've done like twenty, mm-hmm. um, and there's just so many good this year. I mean, there, we could have done five. Sure, <laughs> there was just like a tremendous out, output of great shorts, and I may be wrong on the numbers. It may have been more submitted than that, but I know it was about thirty uh-huh. percent got in. So whatever that would be, I guess one hundred and fifty something like that. Crazy. Um, yeah, back to Justin's question because I interrupted. How do you? What are you? Oh yeah, like for? what are you looking for? Like, do you have uh, what kind of criteria do you have? Um, do you have? I mean, really, like you know, we our constraints are pretty minimal. Like uh-huh. it just like you know couldn't have played. It has to be not released yet. It has to be um, a, at least a, a local regional premiere. And then there's like time constraints in the shorts. I think 15 minutes of the shorts, and then features. It's got to be mm-hmm. over 70 minutes, mm-hmm. and then under. Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only had like somebody submit one time that was like a three hour movie. We're like, oh no, this can't even, yeah. <laughs> we can't do this. Uh, and I think that's it. But that, you know, it sounds so minimal, but that does get rid of a lot of people like submit and, and you know, they may submit a, like submissions opened in like June. Uh-huh. And that's a long time. Like they may sell their film by then and the distributor's like, oh, it's not available now. That That's happened. There was like five films that we would have had in the fest this year that mm-hmm. weren't available anymore because they sold. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Um, that's good for them. I mean, that's good them, for them, them yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, the filmmakers still want to play, but then, yeah. you know, then there's the budding of heads of like, how does this work? Because the sure. filmmaker wants to be here, they submitted, and now you've sold it and it's unavailable. So there's those... This is the most that's ever happened because there was, like I said, I think four or five that were like, oh, yeah, these are great. And then mm-hmm. we went to put them in and then now they're not available. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we counted you in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that, that, you know, those are factors that kind of like mess with our ratios too. But, you know, I, I'm personally never – I'm always looking for just like what will fit the fest well. Like mm-hmm. there's always movies that I'm like, I don't love this movie, but I know it's a good movie. And I know someone's going to love it. Mm. Um, so it's not just for my taste. It's it's knowing that there's an audience coming to watch movies like that. Um, and this year, especially, like, we have so much diversity. Like, for anybody, if you want to watch, uh, you know, like, a, a, just a thriller. Like, we have a, a weird number of thrillers. Usually that's, like, the category we have, like, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think we have, like, 12 just, like, sure. pure thrillers this year. Um, but they're so good, you know. And, and those maybe bumped out some movies that were, like, maybe more horror. But they're just not as good quality wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I mean, there's nothing really like specific. It's just like if you have a good film mm-hmm. and it meets our criteria and it falls and it's available and all those things, uh, then you you'll probably make it. You know. Um, Do a lot of the filmmakers end up coming? Yeah. So um, that 130 number from people traveling in is. I think press is like 15 or 20 of that. So about 100 filmmakers are coming in that don't live in Kansas City. Um, there's only I think one filmmaker from Kansas City or from this area. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that if you have how much from here um, if that you get. I think we only had two submissions from Kansas really? City. Really? Oh, that yeah. surprises me actually. I think. I might have only been one because I know. Crazy. I, it, yeah. It might only been one. Mm-hmm. Well, one of, the, one of them was a feature that wasn't available. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, it would have played. But sure. uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, last year we had like 10 locally and I think four played mm-hmm. in Kansas City and they were you know they weren't it's not that we favored Kansas City they were just four really really strong films mm-hmm. um, so every every year is different you know it's sure. kind of it's you know it's weird being a festival that continues to grow but is all always relevant or reliant on the content that we can't control, mm-hmm. you know, we can have a total dud year and it's like, what are you, I, we've never really had a, a, a totally flat year. I think last year was the year we had like no ginormous titles mm-hmm. at the time. Um, la- later on when they came out, they, they did do really well. Like one cut of the dead was like, I think that one, our, our audience award. And if you haven't seen that, that movie is incredible. That's, that's like, I saw, I guess technically last year, but it released in 2019. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's for sure. My top, 
10 of 2019, if that oh, counts. Oh. It's just so – it's not even a horror film. It's like another comedy. Like, uh-huh. It's just like a beautiful gem of a film um, that when you see, you're like, damn, the Oscars forgot about this one too because <laughs> it is that good. I mean, it is so like smart and, and sure. it's just great. Um but yeah, I, 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 every year is just like, how do we grow? How do we, you know, this year we really want to get some kind of episodic TV in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we play this, we're the same week as Sundance. So we go right. up against those dates too. And that's the other thing. Like sometimes we get some people coming back now, like this week, like 10, 12 days before the fest saying, oh, we can show something there now because we're holding on for South by or we're holding out for, for Sundance, you know, mm-hmm. can't blame them. They're much larger than us. Um, but, but we've already had a schedule set. So, so we're, try, we're always trying to have like a little bit of wiggle room, but, um, and you'll probably see, I would guess, two or three more announcements over the next week. Oh, exciting. Um, this is the first year we're using all four of the screens at the theater. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we, we sold out our initial fest, full fest and weekend. So we, we released like 20 more passes yesterday. And I think there's like 15 still. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if those sell out. But this year, we, we think we'll break our attendance record, which, We'll be like over fifteen hundred people. Sure. So, and you've been featured in like was it Movie Maker Magazine mm-hmm. as like one of the top fests to attend? Is that what it was? Yeah. So we last two years um, we've been uh, a top twenty five genre fest in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know when that first happened, we're like, oh, really cool. Like Movie Maker Magazine's like the filmmakers magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, awesome. This must be like a bunch of fests no one's ever heard of. <laughs> uh, but I'm proud to be in the magazine, you know. Yeah. And then I got the magazine, and it was like I opened it. It was like first fest it was like Fantasia, yeah. And it was like uh, Citrus, yeah. and it was like Fantastic Fest. And I was like, oh no, these are all the really big festivals. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, why are we in this? Yeah. And then you know we're one of six in America. Yeah, are, not it's just America, in North America. Like so, the other 19 are all worldwide. And we're like, holy crap, we're in the top. We're a top six genre yeah. fest in America for the last two years. My uh, memory of, I remember because it's been a while since I've seen it, but the photo on the website is kind of perfect because you guys, the photo that they use is of you guys like at the fest, or whatever. But everybody looks so excited. Oh, and is I, so it I, Tim and I jumping up? I think I think it might okay. be. Yeah, yeah. So I think I just remember seeing it and thinking, well, that's perfect because they just seem so excited to be here. Well, I mean, I imagine throwing a film festival, and I, I was I'm a, well, I've been a little bit involved when, with Tallgrass and Wichita when I lived there. Um, I know, I and mean, so I know it's a huge undertaking. So it's a lot of work to put on. Mm-hmm. And like, did you ever think that it was gonna <laughs> get the kind of attention that it is? You know, it's just like uh, I think if I just did the film fest and I didn't also run the theater, it would be a different beast. But like for me, it's just kind of like a bigger. It'd be like if I had twenty five screens or something, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like it just feels like a larger version of kind of what I'm already doing, which is like you know constantly seeking out all these indie films and like what's the next thing that no one's ever seen that I want to show and give love to, because um, that's what we're always doing at Screenland is I'm trying to find like the hidden gems. Uh, and this is just like, okay, but these are all like the movies I really love because I, I love the genre so much. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like an extension of what I'm already doing. And throughout the year, you know, talking to other fest directors and going to other festivals and watching movies and getting recommendations and then getting submissions. So it's, a, I mean, it is a full, I, I understand why, why for some people it is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where they get the money to pay themselves. <laughs> um, you know, maybe it's like much larger sponsors than we get. Um, but I mean, it is a full time job, like mm-hmm. just networking, growing the fest, letting people know you're out there and maintaining that level. You know, um, that's that, that's always the hardest thing. And, you know, I started eight years ago when I, the first year I, I took over the theater, um, I met Tim. I just met Tim. I didn't know him. Um, I met him in October 2012 and, and like January 1st of 2013, we were like, well, let's make a film fest. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. And I was like, just like I thought with the theater, I was like, let's make the fest that doesn't exist here. You know, we have, 
you know, we have uh, Kansas International Film Fest and the KC Film Fest, and both of them are like fine, but they're not like fest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, let's make like our version of like a fantastic fest. Um, that's just like a fun week long thing of all these movies and people and, and events. And, and the first year we're like, oh, this is very hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, mostly that was just because I didn't know anybody. And then the people I knew in the industry weren't like with the studios or with, uh, you know, all these reps and stuff. And I didn't know anybody at festivals. And it was just like, okay, that was a rude awakening. That was very difficult. But we, we still did pretty well. We didn't lose any money that first mm-hmm. year. Um, and it was just kind of every year, okay, let's get a little bit better. Let's, let's correct these things. Oh, I went to this fest. That'd be cool. Let's take that kind of concept and p- apply it to ours. And then I think really like year four is when we like really shifted and like really got into like our groove of what we were as a fest and what we wanted to be as a fest and, uh, and what the expectation of us. And I think, you know, year six was probably when we hit our biggest like national spotlight and started getting more national attention from studios and people wanting to fly in and come here. And, you know, it's kind of weird because it's that was only two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, a lot, you know, the last two years we've just, like, exploded with with national attention from people and press and studios. And, you know, like, we're like when HBO wants to be here. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty that's, cool. That's I awesome. mean, we have one more big thing that we're like, oh, gosh, if this happens, this will be so big. <laughs> yeah. Even you know, it's something we haven't seen, but we're like, just from what it is would be very sure. big. Um, so, uh, but you know, we're always constantly to, like growing and uh, on the same weekend as Sundance is, is always been impre- uh, impressive. We didn't intend for this to be the same weekend. Uh, <laughs> we did our first year in April and it snowed and it was two weeks before, um, KC film fest, I think, or maybe it was middle of map. It was, or I think it was all three that year. It was like our fest and middle of map and KC film fest were all in April for some reason. And it snowed. <laughs> it was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we still did okay, but it was like all these things uh, at that time. And, uh, Next year, we're like, all right, let's move to where there's nothing. The theater's not busy. You know, no one's doing anything in the city. We don't have to compete with other events. Let's do it the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's like, that's how we decided. We're just like, let's be the week before the Super Bowl because there's no sports. There's no, like nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even think of Sundance. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh shit, it's Sundance and Slam Dance that week. <laughs> but, you know, we've still been able to grow and like, you know, maintain with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are looking for such like specific festivals now in this event that they're not like, I think. Sure, Sundance still gets a lot of submissions because why wouldn't you play the lottery in that if you're making a movie and you feel confident in it? Um, but th- they're also not, you know, immediately going to Slam Dance. They're like, well, maybe I'll try, you know, I'll try South by, but maybe I'll try one of these genre festivals mm-hmm. that will be where I can get a good review. And reviews are so important when you're trying to sell your sell your movie, and that's mm-hmm. why some only play like one or two festivals and get hopefully get good reviews, and then they go and turn to the sales agent and try to sell their films. Um, but that's kind of what we've become is like people's second option or third option. And we're happy to be someone's <laughs> tenth option. Sure. Um, but but that that we, we are in that conversation when they look at January for film festivals that okay, well, does it make sense to spend X amount of dollars on Sundance or even Slam Dance, or do we want to try and have a better chance at, you know, Panic Fest, which is an up and coming festival? Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know, that's kind of how we were able to build this way, people just taking chances well, on us. And people want their film to be seen by yeah. audiences. True. I mean, essentially, you know, you're gonna have a better chance doing it somewhere like Kansas City, then why wouldn't you? And something that's genre that focused is a you know, yeah. that's always gonna be a bonus for somebody making a horror film. It's like, well, this fest is for this, so that's yeah. perfect. Well, and this year we you know, we were able to partner with Fangoria, which was like that's something huge. that took me like so long to get. I don't set know, up. I'm ignorant. What's Fangoria? 
Uh, it's the longest running, yeah. uh, I think maybe just film in general magazine, but specifically genre. Okay. Um, you've probably seen it a thousand times. And if you would see the cover of a Fangoria, you'd be like, oh, that magazine. Is it I've slimy pl- looking? Um, the, the font's kind of, yeah, yeah. slimy, spooky, yeah. like, okay, kind of font. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like the, like, name in, like, horror, basically, mm-hmm. in sci-fi. Um, and that was, like, awesome. Like, we're their first, like, Fangoria-approved film fest. And That's it's, great. like, this, like, okay, we're, we're, like, the beta test for it. And we're, like, <laughs> awesome, this is so cool. And then, you know, we've been trying to get Shudder, which is, like, the that all, would be like, amazing. we got Shudder. Oh, sponsor- you did get Shudder. Yeah, oh, my Shutter gosh. Is, well, that's awesome. They're sponsoring our short film showcase. So, that's like, awesome. the winner will get, their team will get, like, a year of Shudder. And then, like, you know, possibly they would buy their film and put it on Shudder, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just, like, the ability to, like, bring those in for filmmakers, which is good. Like, Fangoria covering your film, potentially, or writing about online and then you know uh we have dread central there which is sure. the number two horror site and it also just legitimizes your fest yeah in a great way so that's good and then now we have hbo we're like yes we're doing yes. it yeah everyone wants to hang out with yeah. us that's, that's all cool. we want we yeah, just want to hang really out with cool. you guys yeah no, i know i mean you're making friends with all the right people it's yeah. great and it's so. good for kansas city to have drastically different festivals like this because oh, they sure. do have the kansas city film fest they got middle of the map fest now and then now they, and, and they have panic fest like that's that's a, that's a really cool thing i mean like i can see for i mean for somebody like me who loves movies but just doesn't go to a lot of horror like mm-hmm. stuff like that's perfect for me like a good introduction yeah i would think well and, and you know we try to always have a good balance fest so if you don't like like the blood and guts we have so many options for you or if you do like the blood and guts we have options for you you know we, we try to keep it very balanced um we're not alienating anybody if you're like oh i don't like you know scary movies or horror films i guarantee there's like not one but probably five or ten mm-hmm. films here that you would like and maybe even love um, you know, extraordinary. Uh, like this year's a great year to go to the fest because there's so much comedy and really mm-hmm. strong comedy mm-hmm. um, that I, I know there would be something there for everybody to find mm-hmm. and, and really love and see the community of filmmakers that come in for the fest and really like want to not just network but like talk to potential fans and and you know maybe work on you know so many relationships are made at festivals that mm-hmm. you maybe like. I've always wanted to get into movies and you might meet somebody there that can help you get into movies. And, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how it is. It's just like going to fest and like conversations start and you don't know who you're talking to. And then it's like Joe Lynch, you know? Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it's like, who's oh. Joe Lynch? Well, he's made all these yeah. movies. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, that's guys. Why is he here? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. Uh, so that's like the kind of the exciting thing about going to festivals, you know, is just mm-hmm. to be able to network and to sit next to, uh, you know, some of you don't, know is somebody maybe like i remember uh last south uh south by southwest i was sitting um next to jonathan levine oh. and i know who jonathan levine is sure he doesn't know that i know who that is. <laughs> well he's like excuse me sorry my friends left me behind can i sit next to you and i was like sure and he, he takes a sit uh, seat we're about to watch uh good boys and uh and i was like uh, I just saw his new movie, Long Shot, the night before, yeah. and it was insane. And I was like, congratulations, man. He's like, oh, on what? And I was like, on the movie you had last night. He's like, oh, thanks. You know who I am? And I was like, yeah, I know Jonathan Levine. <laughs> what do you mean? You've made a million movies I love. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> That's so awesome. I was like, and then I just watched Good Boys, which was a very funny movie yeah. with <laughs> Jonathan Levine. <laughs> yeah. Long uh, Shot was really great, too. It was. I'm and that was a movie like surprised how much nobody saw this year. I don't know. It was great. It was so funny. And uh, yeah, Charlize Theron was great in that. Mm-hmm. Like Seth Rogen was yeah. great. It was just like a better movie. That they made that couple work, and I was so like, good. I yeah. did not think that I would ever get on board with Charlize Theron yeah. <laughs> and Seth Rogen. The best okay. way. It was so great. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. It was he's one of got my a good. Songs. He's got a good filmography. 
But they just did a trash job marketing that movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, I saw it and I was like, this movie's going to be a ginormous comedy. And <laughs> so uh, funny. Good Boys was. Yeah. But yeah. that was not. Like, nobody saw Long Shot. The title was bad. I was like, please change the title. It's not good. Well, title. it used to be something weird. It used to be called, like, Flarsky. Oh, huh? Flarsky. Yeah. The name of yeah. his character. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. But that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a bad title any way they put it. Yep. And then the marketing, you're like, what the hell is this? It was, like, not even an attempt to even do faces on yeah. that poster. Yeah. It was just like, Green background and those That's two characters. Yeah. It was fun. I really, I've seen it twice now. I really like. Yeah. So passes are still available, I imagine, right for Panic Fest. Yeah. So how how it works is uh, there's a couple like full fest and full weekend, um, but individual tickets for every film they'll be available at the beginning of each day. So mm-hmm. Friday, I think we open at like twelve thirty. And then you can buy any tickets for the whole day. Um, And if you have a pass, you just come up and and show your pass, and you can collect your tickets for that day. And then Saturday is the same thing, whatever. I think it's like 10 a.m., and then Sunday is noon. So, Mm -hmm. uh, And that's just for the weekend. And then uh, Monday, all tickets for the week will open up. And then we usually add, like Best of Fest, we usually add additional showings of things that sold out or were hard to get into Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the week. So if you miss something with the full fest or – what you don't want to deal with the crowds the Monday through Thursday there's always plenty of tickets available for all films mm-hmm. uh, and I think every day has a special event or a premiere that didn't happen on the weekends like the Halloween 3D mm-hmm. I think uh, Nightmare Junkhead's doing something on Tuesday which is a, a, a live game show podcast and then uh, The Lodge is on Thursday and then we have another premiere on Monday that I'm blanking mm-hmm. on anyways there's something every you know Thursday to Thursday there's something at least every day and can you get tickets at the door or do they have to get tickets online uh, only at the door for individual films. For any gotcha. special events are on sale now. So opening night, like Colorado Space, the opening night, that's on sale now. Um, any of the podcasts, mm-hmm. Frozen Event with Adam Green, that's on sale now. Okay. Um, so you can get those now in advance. I, oh, would I think do I want to go to that. The Frozen? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to go to that. Well, I do want to go to that. I want to go to the live reading, too. Yeah, those are gonna be good. I, yeah. uh, the live readings, uh, we'll see. I'm still, I've, I've literally just started working on it because it's sure. like, uh, kind of an enjoyment thing for me. (laughs) We'll see. You know, the hardest thing is keeping reading scripts is takes, it takes a while. So that's why it's like, uh, how do we make this 90 minutes or, you know, under two hours at least. So that's Mm -hmm. like the biggest challenge is just like, that's where I have to like pare it down to really like what what are the essentials to to keep everyone focused and, but to move the, the, the story along. So that's, that's my biggest, you know, that's my biggest hurdle right now is rewriting Halloween 3D. Yeah. For I mean, it's got to make sense, but That's it also awesome. can't be too long. Yeah. So panicfilmfest.com is where you find out all Perfect. the information and tickets. And like I said, general tickets, if they're not available on there, you have to just wait till each day. Perfect. Adam, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah. yeah. Um, always always fun talking to you. Yes. <laughs> and it is. Hearing me apologize for my J.J. Abrams yeah, yeah, there were no more hot takes today, but we appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> it's a Ryan Johnson thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs>